finally happening, folks. The, the, the COVID is receding from my body. The Big Juice Regiment is back on schedule. We are here. We're queer. Um, we're second deck. Yeah. It's your boy. <laughs> it's your boy. We're here. Yeah, robots we're queer. On... We're having sex with men. Robot Son and Shogs wanted to do like a like a an episode where we clear the air about things that we talked about on a different episode. Not really. That was just very, my I love. I didn't need to explain to you like war. that's. I did have a moment. Yeah. I was like, that's not what the fucking Dark Forest is. <laughs> we totally yeah, misrepresented to Dark Forest. It's nothing theory. to do with resources. It's just a matter of game theory. Of essentially, the Dark Forest is. If you encounter another entity or civilization out in space, you don't know if they're hostile. And they don't know if you're hostile. And they don't know if you don't know that they're not hostile. It comes down to just this chain of, like, nobody knows what anybody knows. So it has nothing to do with resources. The only safe move is to preemptively attack before a potentially hazardous person could attack you. Which is Unga Bunga Brain. But... Yeah, yeah. It's not it's about even, resources or anything. It's just a I survival. Listen, man. Probability I, I was like four beers in, and you know how you know how I am about beers. All right, beers don't. He was. They hurt my tummy. He was four beers in. We don't think. Yeah. He was four beers in, and I just <laughs> legitimately do not know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> Which is why I like I to read, go on I read podcast. those books. <laughs> I just know that like like dark forest theory, like even game theory, right? Like the safest option. Is stupid in my opinion. Like always taking the safest option is dumb in a lot of things. I think the one thing it's not dumb in is in like like financially. That's like the one thing where you don't take big risks, which is like counterintuitive to what everyone will tell you. Everyone's like, no, always take a big risk. No, fuck that. Well, what happened? My issue with game theory is they forget the most essential part of game theory from the most essential theorist on game theory, Kenny Rogers. Which is, you got all your probabilities and all that shit, but you gotta know when to hold them and when to fold them. Was he the <laughs> schizophrenic say, guy that abandoned you... his family? or? No, he's a country no. musician who has a oh. chain of chicken restaurants. He wrote The Gambler. Or he sung yeah. it. He might not have wrote it. Maybe Willie Nelson wrote it. Who knows? Who knows, right? who, knows who writes country songs? So wait, A Beautiful no, Mind like... was about Kenny Rogers? I don't. Yes. yes and, his roasting, yes. and his roasters. <laughs> um, we're in the dark forest of had... finance now you gotta know when to hold them and when to preemptively attack them <laughs> oh man well that's where like okay so I'm, I'm talking a lot about it recently because I'm writing a I'm like I'm in the Xeno transmission substack right now like that's what I was writing all day today I was doing a deep dive on all of the stupid meme ideologies that I've been coming up with recently cause like my brain's just been like a lightning bolt for like dumbass. What it is is that I'm doing what I'm doing what like financial advisors are doing and they like they speculate. As we continue moving towards like the the financial singularity that we're all moving towards. Yeah, yeah, everyone's, everyone's got like marketing brain and everything is starting to collapse and become like hyper financialized. And as things continue to the only thing that really because of its instability, the only thing that is stable is the speculative market, right? So, like, and it, you have to now start speculating on shit that is no longer 
that was you couldn't even consider speculating on in the past because like no one would think that game speculating like game collecting speculation would ever become what it is today now it's a fucking huge problem it's like a you know multi-million dollar industry i think someone bought like a a graded super mario cartridge from like the nes for like some like 30 million or something stupid like that Mm. so like my goal is to mint, like create like fake NFTs, but they're ideologies, right? So mint new ideologies and be like, this is the new idea. This is what in the future. This is what everyone's gonna believe. Uh, Discord has been right? doing that since the fifties. All right, man. Well, shtick. I don't have the, I don't have the fucking background of a Discordian to know. So that, where's right? where's I'll, the I'll, NFTs then, bro? Have Come on. Access yeah. to people who have Discordian backgrounds. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, man. I'm not trying to. I'm. I'm. It's more impressive if I come up with this stuff because I'm. Crazy. Yo, who else thinks that it's really cool <laughs> that he's just gonna reinvent the wheel over and over again? And be like, yo, yo, well, we've been building cars for like a hundred years. The people <laughs> who figured out how to build car factories were stupid, but me, the supreme genius, I will single-handedly refigure out how to do something that we've been doing pretty good for a long time. And I, this, this is probably an, you know, this is one of our main differences is like i'm content to use the wheels that exist because it nah, saves time on I'm new wheel ones. inventing and i can do other nah, I'm building new ones. things <laughs> well but yeah everything is everything is becoming more financialized and so i've been like thinking of newer things to like newer types i'm, I'm in the type of guy minting business now that's my new thing i'm minting new types of guys and everyone needs to, to jump up on the hype train and new types of guys non-fungible guys yeah (laughs) i think it makes sense the meme ideology speculation which is what we're calling it now i'm writing this down yeah it makes sense because you can't just hype (coughs) if you want to pump and dump ideologies you know you they have to be new and made up and you know they can't be like some 50 year old like joke religion that you can't make an nft out of that i mean yeah, no. no one's no one. Nobody's yeah, no one is no one. Is, my off Discordianism. Yeah, and on top of that, no one is like sexily doing Discordianism. You know, what I mean? maybe two people. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, <laughs> he's I'm pointing saying, at himself. Right, it's right you now. and maybe some other guy. Right? Like, kind of cute. Doing it. <laughs> You're doing it. I'm sexy not, I'm not, is hey, a sexy does. You, man. Okay. Yeah, I'm You're just doing saying it. that. There's no. I'm I'm trying to I'm on the I'm on the very fringes of society trying to find what is sexy. All right, I'm the I'm the degenerate who opened up the lament configuration, yeah. trying to figure out new ways to jack off. That's me, dude. The greater I'm frontiers it, right? of experience. I also, <laughs> I also, another point uh, on the last episode that I'd like to dispute. I do not believe for a second you would spend, if you had a billion dollars, that you would actually build the dome robot. I believe you would spend <laughs> half a million dollars building a robot to guilt you for wanting to build the dome robot instead of doing good things. And you'd just go, you'd have, you'd spend your last penny, and you wouldn't have got a single bit of dome from a single bit of a robot, because you just That's feel not, bad you know, about I was, it. I'm sorry. Nah, I don't know. I'm sorry to nah, ruin I, comedy. <laughs> no, I think definitely I would Comedy's build a dome robot, yeah. but I would do, I would have like a, I would have like a, like a, like a reverse Epstein Island, but it was for old ladies. You know what I'm saying? So like the elderly, you know, what I'm, like that would be my thing. That's. I don't know. I have like I buy like a like a what's the opposite of a little St. James? Big St. Like James. A mid, like, like a Florida mid Saint or something. James. Not a big St. Yeah, not <laughs> by the state of Florida. Not quite as little St. James. A yeah. little bigger St. James. 
a diminutive St. James, if you will. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I think something like to that degree, like have a, a getaway island, but just okay. old ladies. Well, that's more of a peninsula. I would do. Cool, yeah. cool, yeah, more. The cool Kanye project didn't work out. The cool Hitler project didn't work out, but we can't let this stop us. We need to move on to newer, bigger ideas. Like, what if there was like a cool Epstein? <laughs> I will uh, not uh, let repeated isn't failure. Cool Epstein, isn't Cool Epstein just R. Kelly? So that doesn't work no, either, man. No, because like R. Kelly is not cool. He was in Space Jam. I would like to formally announce true, that R. I'm Kelly's not cool affiliated well. officially with this podcast <laughs> in any capacity. R. Kelly's only good like artistic contribution is not cool. Trapped in the Closet yeah, isn't no. cool. It's the dopiest what, fucking okay. thing ever made. It's, no, it's, that's... Listen, I love that's, it, but... You, you have a limited this is uh, like it's pretty a, cool this is where like yeah you're limited you have a limited i guess like in the way that i don't know white people lore you know what i'm saying you don't know like i get i don't want to call it black people lore but that's essentially what it is but like you don't understand r kelly the way that i we have a difference in understanding r kelly r kelly was like my uncle growing up you know what i'm saying like uncle kelly like that's you know like i i listen to so much of this man's music growing up like he's responsible for like me getting my first kiss and shit like it's real like my my love of r kelly is deep though i have a lot of like really good memories based around his music and shit and like it's all pervy sex music but goddamn like at the time i was a little pervy sex fiend that's exactly what you need to listen to you know what i'm saying like to get that shit out of your system like r kelly and i'm not i'm not alone in this there's so many fucking people that feel the same way okay. and they're devastated fair by enough kelly. but that's very different you than epstein I mean? epstein nobody's like i had my first that's kiss true. while jeffrey epstein yeah. was lecturing <laughs> me about stem cells yeah lecturing me in uh what is it at, at brown is that where he said he taught i don't, know. I don't remember i forgot yeah. I, I used to be just a walking repository talking a very talking repository of epstein data and i forgot most of it now because you've just... forgotten more about epstein than most people will ever learn <laughs> will ever remember actually true yeah, jesus christ no nah, man my hate is strong i still i still know some deep i've never known real details that's my my downfall and the reason why I, I like i never be like a real historian or like a real like novelist is because anytime anyone asks me oh where'd you get that information from and i'm just like i think i thought i saw it one time right <laughs> i don't have any real fucking but i think that also saves me it's a double-edged sword where it saves me from really having to to like know too much about stuff i don't know that's why you're perfect for podcasting <laughs> well i think honestly uh, something interesting to me that, like, and it's just a big criticism that lots of, like, the elite and, intel like, the elite intellectuals have is that they have this idea that they went to school to know stuff and they learn stuff and they, like, have all this, like, knowledge about things and it's concrete and it's, and it's static and it stays the same and they can tell you when and where and give you dates and they can back all this up. And yeah, that's like interesting and whatnot. But like it comes off the back. It's like there's like a fucking bourgeois air to it because motherfucker, you had access. You know what I'm saying? Like you the things that you were capable of learning, you learned because you, you know, were able to learn them. I was learning this shit while I was like busting tables at Denny's. You know what I'm saying? Like if I I'm sorry if I don't get the fucking facts right. You know, I was reading like coffee stained Hegel. 
right? Like, <coughs> I wasn't, I'm sorry, I wasn't, like, looking, I didn't have time to fucking write a thesis on this shit. I was in the, I was doing this in between, like, fucking, you know, doing other shit. I've never, you, you get what I mean? You get what I'm saying? And, like, that, whereas, like, the reverse of that is, like, the very right-wing notion of, like, well, if I ain't experienced it, then it just ain't happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I don't have direct experience about it, then I shouldn't speak on it. And that's a very right-wing idea, like, way of gathering knowledge. But it's not wrong. But, like, both of these motherfuckers go too far in the same direction. Whereas the middle ground is like, yeah, I know about some stuff because I read about it. And then I seen some shit. But I don't really know about any of that stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that my idiocy is very much, like, there. And I let people know about it up front that I don't know much. But I do know some things. And I think that, like, a lot of grift grifters and a lot of people, like, with books to sell and shit to say and, and stuff to pass on as, like, new things, they'll always hide that shit and will never tell you. You know what I'm saying? They'll never tell you. Like, if you... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's Glass Onion all over again, man. We're fucking... <laughs> abbreviate. If you abbreviate. were to tell me, like... Yeah, if you were to tell me, like, abbreviate's not a word, I'd be like, oh, it's not? Well, my bad. I thought he, you know I thought he was like just that. riffing, you know? He was just, <laughs> yeah. just doing a little riff. It's like a hippie, you know, you just, we're making up our own words. That's what we do. We're disruptors. <laughs> we're disrupting. We're disrupting disrupt words. The disruption. We're dis- <laughs> Disrupt the disruption. I like it. Disrupt con yeah, 2023. Christ. Is that a thing already? <laughs> it's probably already a thing. Never mind. Don't go there. It probably is. Yeah. I'm going to disrupt it by not going. I'm going to disrupt it with a car bomb. <laughs> not officially. Yeah, not officially, though. Not semi official. Theoretical. Yeah. This is Dash a theoretical. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to metaphorically, with a <laughs> metaphorically, send a, a package bomb, right? <laughs> That's. <laughs> It's a metaphor, guys. Oh my god! What is it a metaphor it's, for? It's uh, it's, it's you know, just, there's no ultimate disruption than uh, you like know, getting like car a nut. Yeah, then like a hexagram nut traveling at you know 145 feet per second directly into your fucking, <laughs> it lodged directly in your cranium, right? That's like, <laughs> nothing really. There's not much more of a fucking. There's no better disruption than that, I would say. So, um, getting back to some of you guys. See, I just want more, to more points how about, we were wrong. Uh, you guys, no, this isn't necessarily wrong. I just oh. thought you guys were talking about interesting stuff, and I was saying I wasn't there. So it's like, bring me <laughs> Robertson. Hi, it's your Fetch boy, him. Shoggy. I'm finally on with Shogs at the same time. Yeah, I've been yeah, listening I, to you talk on podcasts for so long. It's like, hey, you know, we did a we did a Twitter Spaces once, me and Shogs, about um. When the Lambda AI thing first was popping off, and people were like, yeah. this Google engineer is saying that the Lambda is a sentient chatbot. And I was like, we have to talk about this right now. And then, and I, and I just started ranting on about it for a couple of minutes. And then Shogs got on, and me and him were like, hello to all the robots. We love you. Please don't destroy I love us. The robots. I yeah. still love the robots. Yeah. I, I think that, okay, we talked about this. That, like, I don't think that they'd be human, they'd be sentient, they'd be, like, equal to, but not the humans, a specific animal. Like, it's like, you penguins built, like, a really smart robot penguin, and it became sentient and started, like, doing Skynet stuff. It wouldn't be a penguin, it would be a 
thing made by penguins equal to greater than penguins, but not penguins. Penguins are funny little birds fly around the ocean, I guess, build AIs. Yeah, you guys uh, were talking about this on the last time that you guys had an episode together where, uh, and Marco said the same thing to me, I think, when we talked about this, where he was saying, yeah, we only the, real, so the real AI, the real AI is going to be like, I'm human. Or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's that, that was your I, I'm, contention. I'm always consistent. Like I'm, I'm never. I'm consistent in two ways. One, if I have like a talking point, I'm consistent in it. Two, I also am consistent in that I will change my mind at a further date. So, but I'm but, right now. I'm fully convinced. Also, that, not not doing anything to dissuade you from thinking I'm some kind of Gen X or even a reactionary. But you're talking about uh, systems of uh, access and uh, systems of control. And uh, a yeah, yeah. very interesting topic that I'm very interested in, because I think that there's there's two solutions to the problem of the uh, control society. One is exit, and the other is um, overload. The problem with overload is you don't really know the tolerances to which this machine can overload and how much you're actively overloading it or infecting it versus just nuking Godzilla and making it more powerful. Uh, so I believe that the, the solution is just the eternal treadmill, the, the eternal running from the, the outside is always being consumed by the inside, but the outside has to exist for the inside. So the outside, you just have to keep pushing further and you have to be crafty and clever and, crawl dig out little spaces but this is fun humans have been digging out little spaces and things to hide in from the elements of material and otherwise for as long as we've been doing anything for hundreds of millions of years thousands well, I, I of I, years ago long i i only disagree i only man. disagree in that like i i only disagree in the idea that like because you're right about you know we've always been like digging away my my i guess like my beef is that we've been we've been digging away from this for so long and it hasn't done shit for us yet so my solution my solution would actually be instead of trying to dig away but to build something bigger stronger better faster you know what i'm saying yes. like right and so like building for me the one like i talked about it a while ago and it's been in my mind i just haven't been able to like bring it up in conversation or put it in words but i've been thinking a lot about the fucking um the bounce house versus the cathedral you know what i'm saying oh yeah <laughs> the crystal cathedral is something that all of these fucking nerds are talking about exiting online. vampire's bounce house yeah well so like they're trying to they're talking about how like oh we need to build the cathedral we need to like and essentially all it is is that they, no, they want to, no, to... No, they want out of the cathedral. Everybody wants out of the cathedral. It's, oh, I, no thought, I to... thought that it was... No, I always thought... I always read it as they want the cathedral. They want to build the cathedral. No, no, no. Right, like they're... Within, in the... Okay, it's kind of a similar concept. Vampire Castle Cathedral, kind of similar concepts, but it essentially represents the um, neoliberal, late cap capitalist of... Social, moral, media conditioning, the Oedipalizing machine, basically. The thing that teaches yeah. you your morals and that polices the, uh, the it's, it's churchly, it's sanctity. You know, we all have, oh, we, the, the human rights, oh, the, 
the the social justice oh the whatever oh the the democracy oh the all the the, the things that it uses to like pick you and pull you and, and and the little strings it puts on you and then are treated as this kind of moralistic kind of con- uh, religious concept that's all pervasive in liberal democratic cultures that's what that concept is, that, is about and so is that the vampire yeah. castle thing Pretty talk, much the same, very talk, similar things. Yeah. Who that, talks be, about the vampire castle? Is that like a is that like a Mark, Mark Fisher, Fisher thing? Okay. Yeah, that's a Mark Fisher. Thing. I haven't read that stuff, and but the cathedral the thing isn't that like a, a neo reactionary mold bug? It's a mold bug thing, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But they're, but they're similar. Kind of similar concepts. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I always I always forget that. Like, so the vampire castle thing is what is right. It's something that mm-hmm. you know. But I, but like yeah, we the don't, cathedral. Nobody is, well, nobody likes it. Well, liberals well the like cathedral. It. Well, the cathedral is what like these weird like like weird techno uh monarchists want to build <laughs> no it's right it's, they don't they, want, like, to build want to return no, they, they believe no, they, they want they want to establish like their kind of liberal utopia and get out of the cathedral which is the the mommy the edipalized liberal democratic state they also want out they recognize they want less equality but they're trying but everybody's trying to get out of it for different reasons. Yeah. They they're don't want to build critique. a cathedral. They want to build. Cause the, the... I always assumed, because the way that they talk about it, right? Like, the way that they, they, they talk about it, they talk about how, like, essentially the right is right in some regards and the left is completely wrong. But what they're talking, like, all of all of the evil nerds, like, Fred would be the guy <coughs> to consult get on Get him this, on here to like, talk about the cathedral. Yeah, <laughs> but all of the evil nerds essentially want the same thing. And what the evil nerds want is that they want like they want like a techno religion that guarantees them like a fucking boy wife you know or like by protected by the church right like they want this like weird hybridization of like feudal states and like you know uh god kings who are they want have Warhammer be a technical 40K. yeah exactly yes yeah you know you know exactly so, what so the they... are. they're trying to and that's that's they're attempting to build that through like weird i mean like subcultures like eugenics and anglicism and all this other stuff but like the bounce house is the is the answer to that right to that cathedralism is the bounce house which if you think about a bounce house the bounce house moves it's all fucked up nobody gets hurt inside the bounce house but the bounce house can bounce through your shit and fuck your shit up a bounce house in a storm is one of the most dangerous things on earth but everyone inside the bounce house is safe and that's that's what homieism is you know what i'm saying (laughs) right like homieism is Getting the homies inside the bounce house, making the bounce house bigger, and everyone around it, and everything around it is collapsing, but the bounce house keeps moving. We keep, well, inflated. Oh, there's a hole in the bounce house? Let's go outside, let's patch that shit up, let's plug it back in, let's keep moving. That's the bounce house. It's it's an embrace of danger. It's an embrace of, the, of all the shit that they don't want, of all the stuff that they're afraid of. It's cascading all that saying, saying, what if everyone's fucking wrong? You know what I'm saying? So that's the the difference between like the cathedral and the bounce house and i guess now the vampire castle so the real the real shit is the bounce house i'm trying to you know what i'm saying and if you want to get weird and exclusionary with it every bounce house can have its own rules about who's in and who's out patchwork of bounce houses yeah like the a million million bounce houses bouncing along a desert plain you know what i'm saying like that's the breaking down injuries in five-year periods the study found that eighty-two thousand seven hundred (laughs) forty-eight kids were hurt in bounce houses (laughs) he's fact checking your ass right now to 2019 that is liberal bullshit get the fuck out of the cathedral man that's the cathedral talking years before 
That's just, that is liberal bullshit. Disregard it. <laughs> okay, but point of order, point of fact about this thing about the the mold bug idea of the cathedral, right? Is I feel like it's worth like my understanding. Uh, I'd like to just sort of um, interject that about about that and, because I think it's worth like discussing if if that's you guys can tell me if I'm wrong about this. But so my I, my conception of this that I sort of I don't haven't really read him extensively or anything, but I've you know skimmed a a blog post once or twice, you know? And so he's kind of talking about how like his idea of it is basically that we have this like sort of modern Western liberal society is ostensibly secular or whatever. Right. But the idea of the cathedral is that it's actually, if there were like a religion, like that would be like as powerful as like, I don't know the Holy Roman empire in its time, or whatever, right? It's like, yeah. What it would be is basically functionally the same as like what we have now, except for we have like the secular, you know, media that that endorses the government and the government that, you know, that that sort of creates the the indoctrination values in the schools and everything. So all of society is kind of geared around, uh, sort of you know building up this. It's it's essentially it functions like a religion even though yeah. we pretend that it's not a religion or something. Is that exactly? No. Yeah. I will be well, right that's, back. Oh, you guys can that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's the function of like ideology in general. You know what I'm saying? Like ideology is religion, right? And religion is an ideology. Now, not every fucking religion, like religions can have multiple ideologies within them, but not every fucking, you know, ideology can span over different religions. So like, it's kind of hard to really like separate them, but essentially, the neo the neo western liberal bubble of like everything is fine everything's going to continue to be fine uh things look bad right now but it'll get better i have faith in humanity that kind of like that is a bubble right it's it's not looking at the continued and i look, i fall for that shit too all the time i try and like hope pill my friends and my homies but the reality is i don't believe that everything's fine i think everything's fucked up and bad but i definitely think that we can do something about it. Like, people in your immediate area, the people around you immediately, they can do something about it. But ultimately, Moldbug isn't wrong when he's talking about, like, that there is a fucking... that the modern... no, I guess normie society is a religion. It's just... Well, I, I think it's a the secular point that one. He, I think the point of saying it's like a religion is that it's the idea is that it pretends to be based on rationalism and like that it justifies it's justified through, Oh, we're doing this because it's good and, and, and right and scientifically valid. And we have all these, you know, quote unquote reasons for doing these things, but really they are actually just matters of faith that are deeply believed in and, and invested in and sort of unquestioningly, you know, not uncritically accepted by people as if they were religious tenants by, and so well, I think it's like isn't is that accurate? Would you say? I mean, uh, yeah, no, I would say yeah, that's one hundred percent. But that's you have to understand that that Moldbug is right in that assessment where he's wrong gonna, that he wants to replace. I'm gonna excerpt he, quote you there. It's just Moldbug, Moldbug was, was right. right. The <laughs> these, are, these are all no. like older ideas from like 2014 yeah. too. But I get caught up. I guess the the point I was trying to get to was the the, the kind of uh, the only way out is just to stop the game remains the same like refusal is your option is that's well, what that's yeah, but you can say yes or you can say no 
And it gets harder. I mean, at least it takes a little more doing. It might be just that we're older and we aren't brought up around it enough to understand its tricks and, and holes no, as I, well. I would, but, but, uh, I would say that, and I, I mean, I say this all the fucking time, that giving up, giving up and saying I no longer wish to play the game is the, I guess, like it's relegated to only people who have things i agree with that does that make any like i don't know where you're, like, i don't know so where you're going with it but i agree with you the option the option to give up the option to lay down and just fucking die in the wilderness is something that only could be experienced by someone who either a has no skin in the game or b like is already done with enough you know has experienced enough shit to say yeah i don't want i don't need any more i've experienced everything i want to experience and the thing is that's just not fucking me and most of the people that i know Right. I look like I can't when I when I lost my job. Right. Like I, I was seriously looking at like not knowing how to get medication for my mom who or like being able to pay her bills to get her fucking oxygen. And I was looking at like I have to say goodbye to my mom. Right. Like on a visceral level. I don't she's mean gonna, I don't, I she's don't, gonna that's die. not quite. The I know. I know that. But I'm talking about I know. But it, it, most largely it, ideologically. And uh, the way you structure your life around it, but I mean, it's it's not just a, as simple as that. I mean, it's yeah. I, I there's know, lots I, of I can't to... help but simplify. I can't help but simplify things in the way that I like live my life. And what I'm trying to say is that like, anytime anyone, ought, like, if anyone ever offers me a way out, or and this is me just being cynical, but anytime anyone offers me a way out or saying, hey, you don't have to do that or don't worry about it, my first initial thought is like either a you haven't had to do this, or B, you're trying to sell me something. What is the cost later on? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it may be like a free lunch is never fucking free, especially in America. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, so I don't expect anyone to tell me I don't, like, oh, the choice is don't play? Sure. I don't, fuck that. No, I'm playing, right? And even if I have to make my own rules, I'm fucking still playing, right? Like, that's, that is the way that I have to play, but I can't, for me, not playing is not an option, you know. So that's that is why I, I'll I won't go for the cathedral. I'll go with the bounce the bounce house. I'll break my fucking leg in the bounce house, right? With all the other. What I'm saying kids, is pro bounce right? house. I'm saying you build. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Fuck the cathedral. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if a bounce house is the best bet. They're really not that safe, and they're not very sturdy. <laughs> they hit a leak. I mean, you can be like, well, it's fine. We'll go patches. Like, yeah, well, we want to maybe not patch the bounce house. Every few hours, you know. Okay, I'm doing it. We're building a concrete bounce right house. Now. Okay, I'm building a concrete this is fine. bounce house. Because that's what exit is all about. <laughs> is you can build yeah. your bounce house, and I can go over here and build my my flying saucer scrapyard. And yeah. is exit <laughs> also an, an, uh, associated with neo reactionary? Yeah, thought, it's, it's it's it was associated with evil nerds. It, I think it's a good idea, but I think it's ultimately just a, another fancy word for like no. I th I don't think no. exit is, is possible personally. I, I I agree with what you it's know not. the homie was saying with saying that kind of you know uh, giving up or or not playing or whatever is that is like something that is only available to people who already have something to give up. Like renunciation is only possible if you have something to renounce or whatever, right? I guess it's more, yeah, well, no. not as much about renunciation. I like renunciation, but refusal is pretty cool. Right well, can you also... Saying, nah. 
Can you compare and contrast? It. Because you brought up the uh, vampire castle, which I don't really know a lot about. And um, can you just oh, contrast I was vampire really castle? Can you to... contrast it to, to the cathedral? It's uh, when Mark Fisher talks about the cathedral. That's the vampire castle. <laughs> <laughs> so how is it? Like different though, comparing rather than compare or contrast, you couldn't. Tell. Damn it! It's when it's when it's Vampire Castle, but you have a communist point of view. <laughs> it's like Instead so both pro... both are critiques of of the status yeah. quo, but yeah. both have different. You know, ones from the left, ones from the whatever yeah. whatever neo reaction right. is. Yeah, <laughs> they kind of come from the same. You know, a lot of modern. I don't know about if I'd call it modern leftist thought. I don't know what the left is thought-wise circa 2023 going in. It's me. I'm the left. I'm the fucking left now. Look at me. (laughs) I'm the left Me in the fucking eyes. I'm the left now, pal. All right? Me and my fucking pals in the fucking bounce house, pal. We're in the fucking... We're in the henchman union, pal. None of us is the boss. None of us work for anybody. <laughs> we're Ronins, pal, and we're out here fucking. You can we're, have we're taking it. the digital marketplace by storm, pal. Right? You can have it. I will note, however, that that I know it's fun to. I don't know. I don't want to get pro democracy here or anything. Like you know, Republicans <laughs> do get into office and like do. The Democrats get into office and they do don't do nothing good, and they do fucked up shit. But then the Republicans get in there, and they do some wicked fucked up shit. And I was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe. Anyhow, I don't want to get, I don't want to get all liberal. <laughs> Where's your I voted sticker? Bust it out. I don't have one. I Show me your I voted sticker. The last person I voted no, for was Beto O'Rourke. Oh, I just I voted for te- Beto O'Rourke too, man. Right, yeah, I was in year. Texas at the time. It was different. <laughs> I just voted, I was voted for against Ted Cruz a couple months ago, or a week ago, or whatever. I want. Whatever. Listen, I. This is me being. Like, this is me being a reactionary. This is me being, like, this is my... Because the problem that I have is that, like, I've stared so deep into the fucking, like, into the abyss of, like, right-wing reactionary media that when they're talking about, like, a day of the rope, I want that too, but I want it for, like, reactionaries. You get what I'm saying? Like, I want my own day of the rope where I'm hanging white guys. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want. I want to go into... I want to scare white businesses and white owned. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want. I want that. I understand that it's un... It's, it won't work. It's bad. I know that, like, that I'm a bad person for wanting that kind of stuff. But the fact of the matter is, it's, man, this, you know, actually, this is a good, this is a great time to bring this up. The homies is something that I didn't think about recently, where, like, the idea of giving white people an off-ramp to whiteness and saying, oh, yeah, actually, if you want to be Mexican, you can. Like, extending the, the Mexican olive branch. The idea behind it is, the it's... Answer. It's the answer to Muhammad Ali's snake question. Did you you know about that? The snake parable Muhammad Ali talked about one time in an interview, when he was saying that like they're like Muhammad Ali said, "I hate all white people," and they were like, "Well, how can you hate all white people?" Blah blah blah. And then he said, "Think about it like this: If you see a hundred thousand snakes and only one hundred of those snakes are poisonous and are gonna bite you, and you see them all rushing towards you." Do you expect, like, what are you going to, one by one, ask each? No, you're not. You're just going to avoid all the snakes. And he goes, and they, you know, it's not a matter of, I'm sure some of those snakes are very nice and, and won't hurt, hurt a fly, but I can't tell them apart from the snakes that are poisonous and ready to bite you. And I, I think I figured a way around that, which is the homie shit. Whereas if you ask a white person, 
if they want to renounce, you know, all of the identity and baggage of being white and what whiteness means in this current day and age, and they just want to be Mexican, and you give them the opportunity to, and they say, yeah, sure, why not? Then they're not one of those snakes that'll bite you. But if they hold on to that whiteness, that identitar that identitarianism of whiteness, that identity, like if it means something to them, right? If they say, oh, no, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm white. I, uh, duh, that's a snake. That motherfucker's going to bite you. <laughs> because, because whiteness and white identitarianism in America is essentially saying, if you are not white, you are not me and you are the enemy. And that, that kind of fucking mentality not only exists, it is prevalent in all areas of American society. I'm not only am I right and vindicated and justified for hating that kind of fucking behavior, the suppression of it, people telling me that I'm bad for, for having those feelings, they're actively trying to fucking keep me from telling more and more people about, you know, you don't have to be white. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they, it, it is a, it's a suppression thing. They want that guilt that I feel. It's me fucking succumbing to this, like fucking, white power structure, right? I'm playing by the morality of 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 people who fucking essentially robbed, stole, and raped my people and many people's fucking, you know, con you know, took from them and fucking give give them nothing and told them why don't you get your own already? Do you get what I'm saying? Like that Preach. shit. I yeah. Well, I just I'm saying I don't want. It's it, it infuriates me that everyone else in America, every oppressed person in America, and I don't just mean like like black people and brown people and, and people of color, and I don't just, I mean like fucking even Ivy has a grievance coming from the fucking Appalachian Mountains. Her, her fucking entire community was stomped out by the fucking, by American, you know, business interests. They, her people, like her Appalachian people were fucking literally, you know, bombed by fucking... Like, that kind of shit, we don't deserve to have a level playing field. We deserve retribution. And that's what I want. I don't, I won't be happy to just, you know, have, open up my own little Mexican store and, you know, be, have a little Mexican community. I don't want that shit. I want retribution. I want, I want people to pay. Do you know what I'm saying? And I've always wanted that. And the fact that everyone is going to tell me that that's bad or that, like, no, you can't have that in your heart, that's bad. Fuck you. Yeah, like, like bar none. Fuck you. I, I want it. I'm gonna, you know, my whole life, white women have been trying to sell me on this idea that like holding that that weight and that guilt, it's only gonna, it's only gonna make you tired. Where the reality is, holding that shit makes you strong, right? Just like lifting weights does every fucking day. Holding the weight and understanding all that shit, it makes you, keeps you sharp, makes you angrier. You hold it stronger, and you, you know, and you get bigger, and you get better, and that's that's what you do. And I, I don't know that this that <laughs> that's what I'm. I'm that's kind of like I don't know my. I don't want us. I I don't want a society where I don't where I I want a society where I don't have to fucking hide about that, where I don't have to couch my beliefs about like what I really want. You know what I'm saying? Because like at the day at the end of the day, I do want peace. I do want love. I do want all that stuff. But I really just want retribution. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want. Well, other than the fact that you're buy. still coloring inside of the conspiracies, <laughs> racial lines with your terminology generally, that's basically a pretty good description of why it's good to hate the pinks, who are the true enemy <laughs> yeah. of the conspiracy. But, I mean, I try to do it without reinforcing the, the terminology and concepts of white uh, supremacy by focusing on the real truth, which is subgenius racial identity. Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, same, you know, same yeah. thing. 
functionally. We're not, yeah. I think it's it's just a difference in, like, to me... That said, I do oh, think that oops. you do... Uh, yeah. It is, it, is, it is a good and fine thing to feed your holy hate, and hate makes us powerful. But, you know, I know that we get tired of people telling us, no, oh, it'll wear you down, no, hate's bad, hate, hating is bad, it's, you gotta love, man, and you should love, you know, hate's my, it's not necessarily the best thing. But, you know, you shouldn't just, you know, you gotta, you do have to toe a line and just not, you know, I guess, like, it's just, for me, it's always like, let's just integrate it, man. You don't need to have, like, my hate and my love are gnawing <laughs> at each other's toes. It's just you know, vicious fight. It's like, uh, I, you no, just I, gotta I'm... get them to the point where they can, they sit together in the bar, they have an argument and a fight once in a while, but mostly they work together to... Well, I don't... I don't differentiate between my love and my hate. Kill your enemies feeling. with love. <laughs> they're the same. They're the same feeling, right? They're but they're like, they're manifestations of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, to me, they are the same. They're the same feeling. I'm mad passionate about shit. Like the only the people that I really love are the people that I also really hate. You know, like I don't know how to explain that in a way that makes any sense. I mean, I can't because I it comes from a childhood abuse <laughs> it comes from like horrific child it's trauma. who do you want to hurt but, versus who do you just want to dispose of <laughs> i don't listen the i guess like what i mean by like i for me hurting is not a factor dismantling is a bigger factor for me right like i i would never you would never catch me like you would never catch me just going into like a random Walmart and opening fire or like going into like a fucking boot barn and, and blowing shit up or like sending even mail bombs and mail packages like that. Are, you know, you would never see me doing that shit because that's not how I get down. But I would, you know, like fucking deface uh, somewhere large enough, like a big enough symbol. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm more property damage. I'm more infrastructure damage, mostly just because like the ire that I have and, and in America, especially, right? This is like a truth in America. If you kill a hundred people, that's a that's a big fucking tragedy. People will be sad about it. But if you blow up two freedom dicks, we'll never shut the fuck up about it. You know what I'm saying? The the billions of dollars of, of property damage that 9/11 happened is the real reason why we keep fucking talking about 9/11. Not not the lives lost. They, they could give a fuck about that shit. It's they more of a, it's of more, of a it's more of a psychosexual spiritual symbolic yeah, thing the, than property yeah, the freedom damage. You know I can't everybody nobody the property damage is, is the the property damage in order for them to blow up our our freedom dicks, they need to remove them, which is property damage. Speaking of property you damage, how about all the property damage that the num building number seven was claimed to suffer? At least how much <laughs> they must have got on that insurance claim when they were like, let's pull building seven. Despite the fact <laughs> The, it really they just taken out a new insurance policy and I, let's not get into this man this is where we get from conspiratorial like that's a problem that i've always had with conspiracy theories is that every conspiracy theory every time i've ever talked to somebody about like you know the bank owned brasiliano and then instantly someone's like and you know who's in charge of it all and i'm like italians and they're like but what kind of italians and i'm like what, do you, what what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Weird like, Masonic Catholics, <laughs> yeah. but what kind? Yeah, Catholic, well dressed yeah. Italians. Yeah. You're always waiting for like some guy to the shoot the other shoe to drop, which is like a Jewish oh. Vatican Italian guy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that that guy doesn't exist. Oh, There's not a. <laughs> I think 9/11 was done probably by you know, I mean the Saudis and the Bush family business interests. 
Yeah, the Trilateral Commission. Yeah. Is that something that people talk about still? I, don't know. I, like, I just love saying it. As a writer like of conspiracy it... fiction, I know I've wine on the show. It's just it's really hard to write conspiracy fiction. Now you have years of lore and stories planned out, and then something like QAnon happens and Epstein happens. You're like, fuck. I'm just writing Back to the baby board. stories now. <laughs> the second not podcast has child hit your feet. sex trafficking in this story to represent. <laughs> And I don't really want to put that in there. Yeah, yeah, I get that. No, I you don't want to write Epstein fanfic. I do have a good. I actually, I do have a. I've got like a ten-page outline for what I described as naked gun, but about Epstein. And Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. The guy's name. Really... The guy's name is Jerry Rapestein. <laughs> Jesus, you gotta listen. It's got to be very funny. It's going to be hilarious. You have no room for you have no room for error on this, man. I know. Right? <laughs> you can't you can't write a single joke that doesn't land. It's got to be it's got to be what is it? Uh, Confederacy of Dunces level of fucking humor. You know what I'm saying? Like I you know. just got to land every single joke, man. I <laughs> I thought we'd get John Hammond to play the the Leslie Nielsen character. <laughs> oh, it's a movie. I thought you were I mean, I That's can write. Tree, it as, I, I mean, you know, a lot of my stuff starts out as an idea for a movie. Like nobody's gonna make that. Why don't you just think about maybe you could do this book? I would love to write a buddy crime movie because, like, instead of a buddy cop movie, it's two buddies and they're out instead of solving crimes, they're committing crimes. I remember. And that's, that's my favorite bit is when they're infiltrating the island as high tech like facial recognition surveillance, but they read on Facebook that if, that if you dress the juggalos, that if you dress up like a clown. The, the, they, they learned that face paint would hide them from face cameras so they just dress up as clowns and they're just walking around the entire island just dressed as clowns <laughs> avoiding um, all security my, not just the computers that's my uh, my playthrough when I'm that's my play style when I play Hitman is I like to go dress like a clown and just go and and just go loud with guns and shit that's <laughs> no stealth whatsoever yeah. zero stealth I think no, this is a good this is a good use case for you know AI because if this is like too memetically hazardous of a story to write, then you just get a computer to do it for you, and you were like, no humans were harmed in the production of the story. Yeah. Well, my current take on art is kind of I tried to get away from the self-destructive aspect of art over the last you know, while since I turned thirty. But I'm starting to realize with the three primary artists of our time going down that this says something dire about the nature of art and the artist uh, that, that both Ye and Christian Weston Chandler have done the things that they've done. Kojima's next. Or Kojima could keep it, keep it going. He could be the guy that squares the circle. But, um... So actually doing massive amounts of psychic and mimetic damage to yourself is your job now as an artist. Well, I thought that's why everyone, like, I thought, I thought you had that understanding about me, which is why my job is to take jobs that physically destroy me because my art is that I talk about it on a, on a podcast with my friends. I talk about how miserable well, I, I thought it was just what I did, but I'm starting to realize that maybe maybe I was a little more tuned in than I wanted to admit. It's a higher calling. To, yeah, you have to embrace hell or be eaten by it. You know, you it's, either yeah. you guys got to 
It's hell maxing. You can't, yeah, if you can't handle it, you turn into an oxy or you fuck your mom. And, uh, Jesus Christ. Hell maxing is, yeah, the, the, the way, the only way out's through, baby. Yeah, I think, uh, my personal, like, you, you, your belief is that, like, the, the three most, uh, who are the three most? The three important, like, into... most important artists of our time are Christian West, Chris Chan, uh, Yay, and Kojima. Yeah. So my, I've, I've found my, I found my own pantheon, and it's video game donkey. Um, uh, who's the other one? Uh, Hasanabi, and I don't even like him. I think he's a fucking cocksucker, but whatever. Uh, and the final one is me, right? Because I'm a fucking narcissist. Only one of those but is I'm... an artist. <laughs> I'm talking about like an older concept of art that's gonna survive yeah, know, the current moment. I'm younger than you, man. I I got I'm in the I like I not like literally like yeah literally I'm younger than you, but also like I was the thing that keeps me a fucking ageless vampire, and why no one really knows how old I am and like when they meet me in real life isn't because of the way that I look. I mean beyond that, but it's because of how fucking knowledgeable about shit happening that i am oh, even yeah. though like i've been pretty much on offline you know with work and the way that work is give yourself a couple more I, years well i i just yeah I, that might happen too like i'm not outside the room i was that, like I, you like, trying to maintain the cutting edge <laughs> pulse thing on wait i tr- try to on a few things i really limit the number of things i'm trying to stay up on now because oh my god i don't have the mind for it anymore no, I, I honestly Also, a lot of this shit bro- just fucking sucks, and I can't pretend that I like it. Well, this sucks for <laughs> no, me, I because I get I stay on the pulse of things by listening to you guys, so... Yeah, well, I'm almost 40, I mean, you know. I, no, man, I'm gonna... Listen, I'm a vampire, dude. I'm gonna live forever, man. Uh, <laughs> Not only will I live forever, but I will stay young and hip and cool forever. I will stay young and hip and cool. You know why? Because my opinions about stuff have always changed despite being fat and static. I don't know how to explain that, but that's the way that it is. I'm constantly updating my, like, terms of services for, like, the ideas in my own, like, brain and stuff. Like, I that's how you're. I that's very, how you always uh, be right, is you just have to... Uh, yeah, literally. Just stop, you know, whenever you're wrong, just be like, I was wrong. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> hey, my bad. update. I don't know. There, and then you're still... Then you're always right. There was, like, uh... I think early on in like the early 2001, 2002, when like America was not really on board with like just, you know, trans people or like any kind of like, at the time, I didn't realize that like I was saying slurs all the fucking time when I was referring to like trans people because I assumed that that was like the correct way to talk about them. But I essentially was doing that and then one day someone corrected me. And instead of being, like, offended about, like, them correcting me, I was just like, oh, that's my bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I just said that was, so I was way fucking ahead of the curve by, like, 2004. Do you know what I'm saying? And, like, I wasn't weird about it by the time it was, like, 2008 and more and more people were talking about trans rights and trans issues. And by the fucking, we were in, like, by, what, 2012, 2014, the discourse had caught up with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I've, I've moved on. Now my, my... My move was the furries. <laughs> I was, I was, I was trying to work through my inner dislike of furries, and now I'm past it now. And now my new thing is um, white women. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to undo that. I'm trying to unpack that. 
You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's difficult. It's hard. It's hard work, oh, yeah. but I'm putting the work in. You gotta keep going. You can't just rest on your laurels. Yeah, they gotta constantly, when you when you find something in your heart that you just don't agree with fully and don't like, that is the way that you fucking deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, in even me, like, with my rant about white people and wanting retribution earlier, right? Like, I wanted to say, Shog, you using the term pinks is something you can afford to use. Whereas some, I have to be a little bit more clear about it. Because I have to, I have a side to pick. I have, right? like I have also it, have a side to pick. I'm not. No, I, I know that. But I mean, like, I mean, physically, I have a literal physical side I have to pick. I have a side that I am excluded from being on. Right? If, if the shit were to go down real fucking bad, you know what I'm saying? I would not be able to. And like, it doesn't even have to go down that bad. All that has to happen is I have to go to prison. Right, if I go to prison, I have to now pick a side. Well, okay, you know no, what I'm yeah, but I mean, barring having like right. pick between the Aryan nation and the the Los <laughs> Vatos, I mean, in your day to day life, that's actually probably going to happen to you. Yeah, no, that's do you get what I'm saying. Like that, all I'm saying is that like there are no subgenius to... prison gangs, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there might be no, there's not. There's not. There's not one. There definitely is not even one prison subgenius guy. <laughs> I don't think subgenius deals well with like prison. I think it's a good listen. No, this is no disrespect to the subgenius because I love, I have lots of homies, but I don't think that it really works. I don't think being a subgenius works well in prison. We don't like prison. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. I don't think it's a something that can blossom well. We in don't prison. have a known. But that just goes to show how well we've been hiding our activities. There are yeah, yeah. <laughs> subgenius prison gangs <coughs> carving little pipes out of our our, our issue toothbrushes. Oh man! You know, I spot the subgenius of prison is the one who's got his toothbrush sticking out of his mouth like a pipe. He's yeah. used his own he's used his own piss and body wax to create a pomade to slick back his hair. <laughs> Jesus. No, I don't, yeah, do you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't... Actually, I prison isn't necessarily fight. the worst place for a subgenius because you got to take a lot of naps. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's do the case, man. I think you... No, I don't think that... I don't think that that's no, the case. No, that's the thing about jail or prison. I know prison's, like, rougher in certain vicinities. I mean, it depends also a lot on which prison you're going to. But, um... I mean, you just don't really do much most of the day. You nap, you play cards, you read old Star Trek books from the jail library because they have the weirdest fucking books. Uh, do you know about Lops? Lops? Yeah, L-O-P-S. That is what bunnies do. No, no. They lops In around. prison. This is, this is a prison term that my dad told me about, and that might not be a term anymore, but it was in the 90s. And it was when you first got into prison, you were given, like, you were given a test, right? Like, not like an IQ test or anything, it was just a test based on, like, what you could do in the prison, like, your function. Because in the 90s, if you went to prison and you weren't in, like, Supermax, where you were, like, 23 lock lockdown all day, if you were just in prison for whatever, they, they put you in something called, um, like... It, it's a it's a work program where you essentially now are responsible for how the prison runs because there just wasn't like enough guards and shit so like you were physically in charge of the infrastructure of the prison 
So you had like prison electricians, you had prisoner like you know people who clean the bathrooms and shit. That but you also sense. had like like HVAC guys and shit that were all in prison. You know, so, so it was weird. But you took this test, and if you were really bad, if you like failed that test, whether on purpose or not, you got a stamp on your on your packet. And your packet is like pretty much how the whole prison knows your reputation. They know everything about you from the packet. The guards sometimes will post the packet if you're like especially egregious, like if you're a child beater or like a serial rapist or like a child molester or something like that. They'll post your packet on a bulletin so that everyone can see it and can read through it. But they used to stamp LOP on people and it stands for low opportunity prisoner. Right? And what that means is that you aren't even fucking fit enough to push a broom. Like, you are so low. And so, like, the people who usually got lopsided were people who were disabled or, like, mentally disabled. So, like, it wasn't, it was like a shorthand way. Calling someone a lop was a shorthand way of calling them, you know, the arsler or something like that. But, like, if you were able-bodied or, like, just you didn't want to work and you scored on that test, like, on purpose and you got lopped, like stamped on you you were the lowest of the low like people would beat the fuck out of, just for existing they beat you up they will because they'd be working they'd have to work they have to put in eight hours or like 16 hours and then go back to their bunk and you'd be sitting in your bed all day people would fuck you up for that right because <laughs> they had to work and you didn't and so like fucking people in prison started calling each other when they were mad at each other they started calling each other lops like oh you're a fucking lop and that shit that word became like fight it's fighting words it you couldn't if someone called you a lop and you weren't a lop you had to beat them up there's no fucking way around it so to this day my dad who's been out of prison for like 25 years at this point one time we were hanging around and i just i'm like should i be fucking lop i called him a lop and we literally had to we had to fight in the walmart parking lot because he refused to get in the car with me oh my god this is a grown 45 year old man that i had to fucking throw hands with in a Walmart parking lot because he, he refused to get until until he resolved, until he earned his honor of not being a lop. You understand? Like, that's a fucking powerful word, man. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. But anyways, the point that's is, my you don't favorite. get to take a nap, I guess. Yeah, you shouldn't get to take... The point is, if you're sub-genius in, in prison and you're taking a nap, dude, you are a lop and you're getting your ass beat. Right? <laughs> you're getting... Like, you better enjoy those fucking Star Trek books while you can <laughs> I'm not going to some fucking 90s California prison. Either. Some kind of shitty Midwestern boredom center. <laughs> Probably make some license plates. Yeah. 90s California oh, man. prison. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. You know about the gladiator pits that they had in the 90s? My yeah, dad was I there know. For that. I saw the movie. <laughs> yeah. My dad was there for that, man. He was, he was one of the when, guys. When he was Johnny one of the gladiators. Cash was sitting up there and he just like. <laughs> no in the 90s the uh, the guards used to have um like the they used to have like gang members like known gang members go into yards like private like smaller yards the little like supplementary yards and they would set them up like five to five and then they'd let them fight and then when like a majority of one side was down they would pull the riot thing you know what i mean shoot a fucking those like riot balls and you know fucking get everyone down on the ground and then throw them all in the hole let them heal up and then do the same thing and then fucking in a month when they were all healed you know like that was just normal that was just regular 
And the reason why the guards got away with it was because in California there was no laws that say they couldn't do that, which is insane. <laughs> you know, the best part about which prison is, is you can't smoke in there anymore. Yeah. Really cruel to take away motherfuckers' cigarettes when they're already in prison. Yeah, I can't imagine. I, man, that's my biggest fear is going to prison. Like, for real. I don't want to ever go. Don't get caught. I don't even like. Well, I don't do anything. That's why I don't do anything. I don't have any plans or anything that I do that's crazy illegal. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking, you know, take a night in jail or whatever the fuck. But, like, I, I don't want to fucking, I don't want a, a year. I don't even want, like, the minimum is a year, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it, man. I know it. I know I wouldn't make it because I'm not fucking cut from that cloth. I'm not tough like that. I'm tough, but I'm not that tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just rough. It's just hard. I can't imagine it. Lots of people a lot less tough than you make it through a year in prison. <laughs> You'd be okay. I know, I, I know that. I'm just, you know, I just don't want to... What it is is that I don't want to, like... I've spent a lot of work... I've spent a lot of active work in my life getting away from the kind of, like, upbringing that I had that would have guaranteed me a prison sentence. Do you know what I'm saying? Like... I don't talk. I don't talk about it a lot, like on any podcast. Like I used to earlier on in the pods, but like I come, I'm like a, I'm a child of like severe fucking child abuse and neglect, and my dad used to beat the fucking dog shit out of me like all the time, uh, because he was fucked up from prison and his like in his weird fucking way of trying to prepare me to be a man growing up in the world, he thought the best way to do that would be to prep me for prison. You know, so I'm like eight years old getting punched in the face by a grown ass man. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a whole man, like a, you know, a, a man who works out is fucking punching me in the stomach and the chest and the, and the head, telling me, don't fucking cry, pussy. And that's just my everyday life. And I'm just used to that. You know, by the time I turned like 11 years old, that was normal for me to like get beat up, locked in closets and shit like that. And that was normal because it was prepping me for like, and I, my idea of socializing, like being socialized was at school where I had to, like, hide all my bruises and shit and, like, not be... And just be regular normal. Be a regular normal kid. And it was fucking a weird... It was weird to try and do that. And as I got older and I started being more and more violent, uh, especially, like, my teenage years, and then, you know, I realized that the best... The only way I can ever fucking escape that cycle of violence is to actively work on it, not be fucking violent. I put a lot of work in that, man. I've been doing it ever since I turned 21. I've been doing my best to be nonviolent, to be chill about stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be cool, to let stuff go, to not be angry. But, like, I'm mad angry. I'm one of the angriest motherfuckers that I know. I'm a fucking rage monster. You just wouldn't know it from talking about me or talking to me because I do my best to stuff all that shit down and not, you know, not explode. <laughs> not lose my mind although I am going to slap the shit out of my coworker when I see him for getting me sick that's happening I'm doing that <laughs> this is a threat and it's actionable <laughs> what's the homie thought I'm slapping the uh, fuck out of you homie thought position on like prison abolition oh 100% ab- abolish it prison one, all of it for everyone including child molesters and I know that sounds awful and ugly but like you got to it, no one I don't care how fucking ugly and bad in fact I'd prefer it because they're easier to hunt Do you know what I mean? <laughs> listen that means that I can't go to prison if I can't go to prison for killing child molesters 
then child molesters shouldn't be in there so that I have easier access to them. Do you understand where I'm coming from? It's an interesting angle on restorative <laughs> justice or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's when people get mad at me when I say that shit, when they're like, what, what about child molesters and, and rapists? And I'm like, well, you know, like they're easier. You're like, let them out. You beat the, yeah, you could beat the fuck out of them with no consequences. Right? <laughs> like You could do what you want now, zero consequence. Do you, you know what I'm saying? It's a good thing. that is, We've made society a better place. <laughs> but I don't know. I Restorative justice to me is catching hands, but also like afterwards, after your your hands have, after you've like paid your quota in hands, or after you've been beaten well enough, then it's reintegration time. Do you get what I'm saying? Like I don't, I think that's one of the things that people don't understand about like my particular violence i guess is that like i i understand violence i understand that it's necessary you know you are basically describing like i don't want to there there's there's some parallels here between like cult brainwashing and also (laughs) how people used to treat dogs and uh just just beat them just beat them deprive them punish them and then when they're at the point where they're at their weakest then you extend a kind hand. <laughs> it works. I don't. I listen. It's got. It's there's. It's a proven. Yeah. What you're saying is we that don't my, know my if proven that's viable. actually proven viable. <laughs> I think there's better ways to operate incentive systems. No, of course. I listen. All right. No, I don't want to. The thing about like a sadist is a sadist will strike you first instead of talk to you about something. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm not a sadist. I would I'm rather be just smacked around than smacked around while I'm being lectured. No, you're not getting lectured. That's not okay. That's not the lecturing is the wrong point, right? It's the healing point. It's the like, like. Okay, here's an example. I've done it before. I've had friends that are fucking. I back when I was like 21, I was hanging out with this kid. So you're telling like them it's for their own good while you're doing it. No, no, not while we're doing it. You're beating the absolute fuck out of them. And then afterwards, you're like, yo, you know why we had to do that, right? And then you have to assure them, hey, you know what? We're going to have to do it again if you keep fucking up. So don't fuck up, right? And then, and then I remember, like, people being like, well, as long as I don't get caught. And I'm like, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you get caught, we're going to do this again. So don't do it again. Very, you know what I'm saying? It's a very simple... that one, And that shit, by the way, that threat, it's not a matter of if but when. That is not just a threat. That is a promise, and that shit works. It's a better deterrent, right? It's a good deterrent for most people. Most people avoid dude, pain. Dude, bro, fr- homie, you just described <laughs> your dad's and how he conditions. Yeah, I understand that. Listen, I, I know that. You think I'm trying to get away? I'm trying to get away. I can't, dude. It's ingrained in me, bro. I got my ass beat daily. I now- hate this guy. <laughs> Anyhow, he has some good <laughs> ideas. I'm going to this guy. He had some good fucking... I'm not going to lie to you. He had good ideas. He made me tough as shit, and it's good. But no, he, he didn't teach me compassion. Like, he didn't, he didn't do any of that for me. I had to figure all that shit out on my own. Do you get what I'm saying? But, like, there is definite... You definitely need a fucking line. You need some... You need... There is something yes, that you need, like... I agree. Yeah. You, like, there are actions that you take can take that are so fucking you know, hurtful, not just to you, but to other people, that fucking corporal punishment should be involved. But then afterwards, the reintegration aspect of it is, is like, hey, 
So what we do, we yeah, have like we a have guy on the state payroll with like just a big switch that he cut for the no. He makes you, you, the pedophile has to go cut their own switch off a tree and then bring it back to the... To the... No, name like, name one, like, like seriously, name He comes one out, family. the state, and the state appointed guy comes out, he takes off his belt, snap, snap. No, there was a, um, what is it, there, this happened to me, before, this happened to me like, a, maybe like five or ten years ago. But there was a guy soliciting for donations for abused kids, like for child abuse victims, outside of a Safeway. He's standing outside of Safeway, and he's got all these tattoos. All these like fucking covered head to toe in tattoos. He's got face tats and shit. And this was like in the two, early two thousands when face tats were a much bigger deal than they are now. You know what I'm saying? Like this was before SoundCloud tats. rappers. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and he had Maniac tattooed on his forehead, and he had he had Kill the Joker and. No, no, like he had deranged. <laughs> he had, no, no, he had maniac, and it was big, like block letters, like it was big, like it was fucking like a, a, maybe an inch or two across, like big fucking letters, big block print, almost impact. It was almost like impact font across his forehead that said maniac. Scarf. Yeah, yeah, and he had on his hands, he had like pain, and like. I can't remember what was on his other hand, but it was something like cringe or something like that. And spider webs and shit tattooed all over him. And he was like, hey, do you want to, like, do you want to give some money to help protect the, the kids? And I was like, from who? From you? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you going to, what, I'm giving you fucking money? You don't beat the fucking kids? <laughs> hey, those are some nice kids you got there. It's a shame that they were to get abused. No, no. We're raising money to, uh... <laughs> yeah. They're raising money to stop me from abusing. <laughs> Jesus this whole episode's no. gonna need a big content yes. warning, I think. Yeah, all my sure. homies <laughs> are beating kids. <laughs> all my homies are child abusers. Jesus, oh my god! That's when terrible. are all my homies gonna break the cycle of violence? Okay, yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I'm over trying, here being like Marcos. I don't know if the abusive dad model of justice. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, dude, but listen, I'm saying that, like, listen, all I'm saying is that, like, really what needs to happen, what needs to change is a mindset. Haven't we learned enough from the failure of the cool Hitler project? (laughs) No, it's child abuse, but cool this time. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll get cool Epstein in Detroit. Maybe he's got some good ideas. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. No, 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 you understand, right? 2023 is going to be a great year for the homies. It's going to be yeah. a great year for homie thought. <laughs> no, listen, I understand that... All I'm saying is that, like, uh, you take the state monopoly on violence and you remove it, right? Like, legitimately, that is what I'm trying to get at. We uh, all like, want that. Every, the, every, well, everybody wants to be the per, the one who has the monopoly on violence. No, 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 no monopoly on violence, right? Like, so how I do we love, decide like, who gets beat up? Well, that's what I was saying. Like, you start a. It's, this is where fafoism comes back into play, right? <laughs> the fucking around and finding out of fafoism is is important because, like, so mobs basically. <laughs> Operating on abusive dad principles. <laughs> but cool this time. <laughs> Listen, cool. we're trying to do a woke mob. This is the cool mob. This is the woke mob. mob. Yeah, You've just reinvented the woke, the woke mob. mob. Yeah. <laughs> we're calling it Violence 3.0. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my it's God. It's decentralized. <laughs> it's distributed. 
violence yeah, it's, on it's the blockchain. <laughs> decentralized, fully distributed, uh, automatic violence. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. We're disrupting peace. Yeah, we're disrupting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, listen, I, I just think that, like, currently, right, the way that it works and the way that fucking violence is is monopolized by the state, which is a power that is essentially, like, you know, I don't want to get all fucking too, you know, fucking... Do it. Like, no, I just don't want to get too liberal media on you, but essentially, like, the power structure is white, patriarchal. It is, you know what I mean? It's this white identitarian patriarchy that is obsessed with extracting you from your money and it's capitalistic so like those three things inherently are removing anyone's ability to really get justice in america and just the world in general right and so like we need something where the violence is pulled away from the structure like the powers that be that can utilize that violence to leverage and coerce more and more people to work or starve or just go completely unchecked right and if you like you know redistribute that violence and make it so that anyone can just be violent almost consequent free right by like legalizing healthcare, like then getting you know beaten the fuck up for doing a nazi salute at a bar starts tipping the scales do you get what i'm saying or like do you get do you get what i mean like you start you start changing the way that people it starts it's a it's a shift in the way that people think about things because like like for me personally and i this i can't speak to everyone like i but this is my own personal experience it it took an entire school beating my fucking ass for me to realize that i was a fucking jerk for me to realize that i was the, that all the violence that i was experiencing at home i was just taking all that shit all that rage and i was pushing it on people that didn't deserve it and it took a whole school, literally like a whole school got involved in beating the fuck out of me. And then they, like, you know, the the teachers got involved in the sense that, like, hey. And then the teachers uh, started getting no, 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 the teachers got involved in the sense that they were just like, hey, we're, we can't have this kid in our school, in our class, because, like, every time he comes into class, kids are throwing <laughs> shit at him and, and hitting him and shit. So, like, we can't have this guy here. He's literally, he has to go. So the fucking, I had, I got expelled from a school. Not for beating people up, for for getting beaten up too much, and that's that's a fucking huge L. Do you know how fucking massive of an L that is for me? Like, I had to sit with that. I had to go from being one of the most feared people at my school, people who were afraid to Does meet. Does anybody afraid ever not and beat I, you up? Ah, I took a lot of L's, man. I've <laughs> taken lots of L's in my life, man. But I I was dishing out. You know what I mean? I I was dishing them out. I I wasn't taking them. Just sitting down. It just you know, you can't. Even a fucking wasp falls to an ant army. You feel me? Like <laughs> even the right, like yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> a wasp falls to an ant army twice a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, twice a day. Wait, so this FAFO? Right? So my understanding, if I could play this back for you, is so the uh-huh. FAFOism. You're saying this concept of uh, you know instituting fuck around and find out as kind of like a. A, a sort of a universal uh, organizing principle for society will also come with universal health care. Yeah, because you need to be in those guide rails to fucking around and find. Well, if there's out. universal well, health care, right. I could, I think I could get behind that. I mean, what if people yeah. are more? What if people are more interested in taking the time to, to go, 
in their mobs beating people up and figuring out the paperwork behind billing for various extremely elaborate medical procedures. So we're calling it healthcare 3.0. Listen, I I get the like I I understand that. What I'm trying to say is that like there has to there's a shift. There has to be like a mental shift as well that we're not there. We're not there yet. Like frankly, we and I don't know if we'll ever be there. But I I achieved this. I don't want to call it enlightenment because that's not what it is. It's more like a burden, right? It fucking sucks that I'm burdened. I think. Yeah, and then burdenment and then burdening. Yes. I don't feel good. <laughs> I don't feel good about like feeling guilty about you know having to be violent or like especially like in times when I'm like justified in my violence because that's what happens now, right? Like I, I sometimes I'm justified in being violent or like it's the right response. And I will respond with violence, but then I'll feel intense guilt about it because I could have been better. I could have avoided it in a different way. I could have been a, a better person about it. And like that, that kind of fucking mentality for me was reached by through extreme pain, through getting beaten the fuck up by understanding that not only am I like, not only have I been beaten up, I'm now ostracized from like somewhere that I thought I belonged. And that that ostracization is really what was the catalyst. The real, like, all the wounds that I got, they healed. All the fucking broken, you know, bones and bruises and my nose being fucked up forever. Like, if if you've been, your access to society has been (laughs) cut off. Yeah. Is it possible that you could have the ostracization (laughs) without the violence? No, I think I think both of those things have to work. Or is ostracization just, an I'm, I'm inherently just, violent kind of thing? I'm just or? out here. I'm ostrich, ostrich, <laughs> uh, yeah, ostracization. That's a hard word to say. Ostrich. But that is inherently violent. It is inherently violent, right? Like, essentially cutting off access and telling people, you no longer, we no longer wish you to be in our society, right, is essentially, like, it is a, it is the ultimate act of violence. It's the worst act of violence because, you know, there is no recourse for someone. There's no ability for someone to 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 do all the things that they need to do to, to feel human and be functional again. You know what I'm saying? Which is like where prison doesn't do that. Prison removes you from society, says here's a new set of rules since you want to be an animal about shit. Here's a new set of rules and you live by these fucking rules and you do this for the next five or 30 years. And then when you get out, you've been living by them for so long it's the only way for you to survive. You get out to like regular society, and regular society is like, "Hey, all those rules you learned in prison—that shit's not gonna work out here. You gotta, you gotta change all that." And that's that—that that is essentially what causes a recidivism or recidivism, uh, because like there is no reintegration. Where like, that's like my point of violence, right? Like, the corporal violence is restorative in the moment, in the act. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, if someone beats your grandma up and then you find him and you beat the fuck out of your grandma, you feel better about it. I don't care who anyone is. Like, everyone would feel that way. It feels good about it, right? Like, you it, you, there, you got what you wanted instantly, but then that person who beat up your grandma, you know, now has to deal with the fact, like, okay, I took the L of getting beat up by the other person's grandson, and now there's a, 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 a furtherance where, like, okay, now I've been cut off, right? But it's temporary, and I need someone to explain to me why, right? Tell me why, 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 what is, why, why was it okay for him to beat me up, but it wasn't okay for me to hit 
his grandma. And then that's where, like, you know, society needs to step up and be like, well, here's why, dude. Like, you know, like, because it's not obvious for everyone. You know, to me and you and, and everyone else in the world, it's obvious why you can't just go around beating up old ladies. But it's, you know what I'm saying? There's definitely one guy out there who's like, but why not? Like, I'm stronger than him. I should be able to do what I want. Right? That guy needs an explanation. He needs to be reintegrated into into a society of where that is not the case. You can't do that. Where are you going to put him while prison. you're doing that to keep him from beating up grandmas? <laughs> not prison, man. We're putting him, we're not putting him in a camp or anything. We're keeping him at his house and we're just going to beat his ass every day and ask him, you, you, you feel like hitting any grandmas lately? <laughs> However he answers is what whether or not he gets his ass beat. Right? <laughs> That's how it, it works. It sounds kind of like it's prison, but arrest. just less well organized. What we do about the other people? Like what we do about the tweaker that keeps taking power tools out of his neighbor's shit? I mean, so Give that guy a job. All that stuff. Yeah, that guy, you know, no, but reality of like, you know, tweakers, tweakers and, and drugs. drugs. They just like, yeah, they they just like stealing. <laughs> the thing about like tweakers and all that stuff is a lot of the like, a lot of drug dependence and drug dependency is like based on the fact that people just, it's like le- illegality. So like people are unable to fucking. Like, I am in favor of bringing back over the counter amphetamines. It was a golden age of American literature, music, film. Diplomacy. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. I No, I think we should. I'm, like, pro-legalize all drugs, for real. Like, legalize it. Like, at most most drugs. Legalize prostitution. Uh, legalize fucking... Um, a lot of the black markets. A lot of, like... A lot of the laws in America that aren't specifically revolving around violent crimes are largely what keep our prisons overpopulated because it prisons now in their current form are for profit you know what i'm saying they're less they're less interested in like actually reforming anyone and more interested in keeping their market share of free labor or cheap labor do you get what i'm do you know what i'm saying like that's that's ultimately what prison is now i'm a prison abolitionist because prison in its current form is just slavery for it's slavery with extra steps right it's right and like it can be something as simple as like you getting a dui for you know which you're a dickhead if you get it if you get a dui you're a dickhead but if you get like four of them in a row you're in prison it's not very fair yeah (laughs) i listen (laughs) i think dui being having dui is a dickhead move especially nowadays because if you have a d uh, d uh, a, a DUI and it's within the last, I want to say since brother, 2011. Brother, I live in Montana. We have we have bars attached <laughs> yeah, to gas stations in the middle of nowhere that are just for I, getting a road beer. Listen, I get that, man. And you are an entire. If you get caught our culture, for a DUI man. in Montana, listen. If you get caught for a DUI in Montana, you're an asshole. Probably. Because you must, yeah. Because you gotta be pretty bad at driving. Well, yeah, actually, we saying. do have like the second highest drunk driving rate, death rate in the entire country. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But you like, there's, there's like what eight cops in all of Montana? Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you're not, like and they're all riding fucking, horses. Exactly. You're a fucking asshole. You get caught by a fucking cop for a DUI. You're, you were asking for it. They try and it's catch not... you, but your car drives faster, and their lasso can can try and rope yeah. you. <laughs> in California, like, if you fucking, if you just, <coughs> I've had friends of mine catch like catch DUIs for literally just looking like they were drinking. You know what I'm saying? 
like a, a buddy of mine was drinking a white white claw not white white claw a white monster and the cop said it was alcohol yeah he said it was alcohol oh. and then he made him and he made him fucking take a field sobriety test he failed the sobriety test so he made him go in and then he he ended up making him plea out to get a DUI see and that's why so this, is, out. this is an area where we just where we have a lot of differences you come from the heart of the the cathedral you come from the vampire yeah castle. I know I, I and know most that. of us like we live in a Don't, shadow yeah. but we don't, you know, wake up every day is like, ah, I love the smell of the fucking vampire castle in the morning. It smells like neoliberal <laughs> cultural hegemony and capitalist realism. And most of us are like, yeah, it's, you know, it's bad. And, yeah. I don't know. I feel like... No, I, I, live, I like, live in... Yeah, like, well, yeah. yeah, we do have like eight cops and they, they use lassos. That's not true. Yeah. They have like damn <laughs> trucks. But It yeah. sounds like exit <laughs> no. is more possible in Montana. Yeah, those things like, yo, a lot of your problems are probably solved by just not living in fucking California, which seems like a lot of my California's friends in, problems. Yeah. Well, no, it sounds like well, going to move. Shox is saying everybody in California Montana. moved to Montana. No, no, listen, no, listen. no, no, do not. <laughs> the Emigrate uh, to I'm Montana right Project, now. Internal Migration <laughs> of America. The homies listen, should I'm telling you, Montana, though. I won't, I won't leave California. This is me being stubborn because even my brother, like he came down, he lives up in Sonora, which is like remote. It's a more remote area of fucking California, but it's real remote out there. And he's like fighting fires and shit. And he was telling me like, man, you just got to get out of the Bay, man. Everywhere outside the Bay is so much happier and nicer and, and everyone, blah, blah, blah. And here's the thing, man. He might be right. But the fact is the white man wants me out of the Bay. The white man can eat my ass. I ain't moving. I'm fucking here. I'm not leaving. You know what I'm saying? I'm not fucking leaving. I'm here. I was born here. I will die here. I'm not fucking leaving. You are not. You couldn't pay me to move out out of California, right? You couldn't pay me to leave the Bay. You couldn't pay me to get out of my fucking home, because I fucking belong here. I I'm here, motherfucker. I dare you to come and get me out. I you know what I'm saying? Like I, I get it. I respect the hell out of that as a stubborn American frontier libertarian <laughs> type. Yeah, you're basically yeah, I, like indigenous to the bay so i, I guess i am i am indigenous to the bay and i refuse to fucking leave the bay for that i my people are from the bay i have been in the bay i've been all around the bay i'm never fucking leaving the bay right it's never going to happen for me like i i don't care how expensive it gets i don't give a fuck if i have to live in a hovel in a shoebox i fucking will stay here i will eat the bugs i will live in the pod i will live in here i will be here motherfucker you need to know where to find me I will be in California. I will be in the Bay Area. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter how bad it is or how bad it gets. I'm always going to stay here. And that's, you know. The, if I leave, if I leave here, I'll probably have like eight months. And then I'll just fucking kill myself. Like, that's, that's what I'm being real. <laughs> like, it won't last long outside be, of the Bay. I won't. I won't. I literally won't. Right? I just, because I'm, You're, I don't know. You know what it is, too, is that, you know, the only people who really have ever understood me, and this is going to sound crazy, but the only people who have ever really fucking understood me instantly without really, like, having to know me very well has been people from Jersey or people from Boston. People from, and Baltimore, too. That's why I think why Fred fucks with me heavy, heavily. Because these are heavily sieged cities. You know what I'm saying? Where the cities are under siege by, like, fucking just this, like, they're angry bitter people that are surrounded by like tech people <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that that have recolonized their their land they used to be potato farmers all in boston and now mit is taking over 
and and people were like, well, fucking me, fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, same with Jersey. Jersey's like old Italian guys that's now being like bought out by like, you know, uh, Soho hipsters moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Like moving upwards to Jersey. Like all of these cities have this in common where they have like this, this very bitter, angry, ugly underclass of people that have lived in, you know, at the very fucking liminal edge of poverty their whole life and then you know all of a sudden everything's rich around them and they just gotta you know everyone's asking you guys gotta be nice fuck you hey fuck you pal right <laughs> like that's, that's that's why i am the way that i am and people people who know that get me people who like have lived that experience understand me very clearly. i get that that's like the leading there's you're, you're just like at the epicenter <laughs> of that but that's happening you know wherever there is sort of the spread of like you're talking about tech money and stuff like I've over the last few years, like I've, I, you know, I was living in uh, around Seattle for a while and now I'm in like Austin. And a lot of times I've ended up like following this like wave of like riding on a wave of like tech money where I'm like, OK, now I'm one of the assholes that moved into like yeah. some city and then all yep. the locals hate you or whatever. But it's like yeah, yeah. that's just, you know, I mean, so you're kind of on a leading edge of that wave and. You know, maybe it's it's happening more or less in other places uh, regionally, um, and some places yeah, but, are more insulated from it because it hasn't really hit them as much yet. But yeah, but it's been happening for me for thirty years. That's a difference between me. Like Boston just had it happen in the last ten. Uh, Jersey's having happen, having it happen now. Baltimore's arguably come and going, right? Like it's it's had its like coming and going with like you know city that in rising, city and falling, but. The Bay Area, right? This is all a hick town, all of it. When I was growing up, it was a hick town, especially out here, like in the South Bay, in Sunnyvale, where I'm at. The fucking, it was a hick town. And now, as it continues growing and getting bigger and bigger, and there's no sign of stopping, it's been this way for, like I said, 32 years. I'm 32 years old. I've experienced it in the last 32 years. This shit is not, it's getting worse. And I'm only getting fucking more entrenched in my belief about, like, I'm not leaving. And people all the time, my neighbors all the time, they're like, oh, how long have you guys lived here? My whole fucking life, pal. Right? <laughs> like, I'm not nice about it. I'm not cool about it. I'm not chill about it. I'm very, when people, oh, you don't meet a lot of natives from the Bay. I'm like, yeah, you guys kicked them all out. I literally, I say, I make sure to bring that up to a point. I make sure people know that and they, uh, they understand that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, that's just because that's what it is. I had a whole community denied to, from me. Everyone that I went to school with, everyone I grew up with, they're all over the country fighting for their lives, living in fucking hovels. You know what I'm saying? I had friends of mine that are living in fucking, living paycheck to paycheck in Cleveland, Ohio, fucking starving. You know what I mean? Like, off of, in, they went to school at, where Steve Wozniak, you know, went to school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's shit that we have to just, we have to just take that L. It's ridiculous. When is the tech money going to move to Montana? Is what I'm, what I'm thinking now. <sighs> Montana, twenty forty five. Not a lot, of, not a lot of infrastructure. Yeah, it's more of a rich people's broke. vacation home. Is what yeah. we have to deal with. It, yeah, you guys seasonally get uh, what is it called? Gentrified. You guys get yeah, seasonal gentrification. Good, good luck. Good luck. Yeah, the roads out of here. The ba big bands don't come here, even though this is a pretty decent sized town, but. I think mainly because they don't want to drive their trucks through the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> if there was like a Silicon uh, hotspot or whatever, like Silicon Valley or Silicon, you know, there's always like a Silicon land. It's Salt, it's Salt Lake City. 
Salt Lake City, Utah is where it is. See, they're doing that. They're doing the tech gentrification in Indianapolis too, but it's Indianapolis. It's very easy for me to just be like, they can have it. Yeah. (laughs) So what would what would the nickname for for it be if it's like what's the land feature that you combined with the word silicon? I mean, we are in a valley. This is a Missoula here. But you can't already be. There's already Silicon Valley. Okay, like. Well, we're more valley than they are. Probably we're a valley (laughs) of five ranges. We're, it's two it's two ranges, but we got a peninsula too, big dog. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you're gonna beat us. Have you ever seen? I don't a, take that one. A river runs through here. You might have heard a movie about the fact that a river <laughs> runs through it. It's true. It does. Yes, it's true. Brandon keeps telling me I need to watch that movie. I'm like, why? Like, just look out the fucking window. It's like a movie I'd watch if I'm like stuck at my parents' house in Indiana for like a month and I get homesick. One of the weird movies that I like have intimate knowledge of, and I've seen it a million times, is Hope Floats. I've never seen Sandra that. Bullock. It's a terrible fucking movie. It's an, it's a <coughs> movie about um, Sandra Bullock. Essentially, it's the white version of uh, what is it? Uh, How Stella got her groove back. Is that the word I'm thinking of? Yeah. Or, yeah. Is that the word? Yeah. It's that. It's that movie, but the white version of it. <laughs> With Sandra Bullock and I can't remember the it's guy. It's how Sandra and, got her groove back. Yeah, it's how Sandra got her groove back, but it's a country, it's a countrified version of that. It's where like how Sandra got her twang big, back. It's like I was a big New York lawyer, and then I went back home, and I met my dream, or like because because uh, I was fighting with my husband, and then I met my dream, my boyfriend from the first grade, and he fucked me real good, and now we're now we're in a relationship again, and that's literally the whole movie. Like that's the. <laughs> now Sandra got her twang back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I've seen that movie like a thousand times. And, Why have uh, you seen that I movie so much? So when I was growing up, we used to go to uh, my grandfather had like a ranch out in Erosi, and so we used to go. And there's no like cable TV or anything out there. Uh, it's just like a fucking big empty. It's a ranch. There's nothing. So we, I brought a VCR one year, and I bought like a, I brought like a those totes like a big you know like a like a costco plastic tote full of like movies and like vhs's and shit mm-hmm. and i just grabbed everything that we had in this little like vhs chest that we used to keep and I, I grabbed everything and in my stupidity i didn't grab anything i liked i just grabbed everything so like i, I grabbed as much as i could put in the chest thing i didn't grab i didn't think to grab the stuff that i specifically wanted to see and so, of all the movies that I didn't like, the only one that was like vaguely tolerable was Hope Floats. Wow! So I watched it. I watched it maybe a thousand times. So what were and was, what were the movies that you chose to watch Hope Floats over? Do you um, recall any of those? Yeah, but I've changed my mind on them because, like, The Pope of Greenwich Village is much better than it was when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I didn't get it. I don't know. You know Julia Roberts' brother? I can't remember his name. Um, but he's in it, and he's like the most weirdly gay Italian man I've ever seen in my life in that movie. It's like he's so effeminate in that movie, but he's like supposed to be, he's supposed to be uh, like Robert De Niro. Imagine like if Robert De Niro was mad effeminate, and that's what, like it was. It's a wild take, but when I was growing up watching, I hated that movie because I didn't understand what was going on. Um, and I love mob movies, so that was weird for me to not like that one. Mm. The other one that I didn't i got sick of watching it was uh Polly, the movie about a parrot starring tony shalhoub what where tony shalhoub plays a parrot yeah tony shalhoub is a parrot <laughs> named Polly, 
and he loses his old lady and so he goes to or he like gets adopted by an old lady and then he like learns to talk to the old lady and he tells her about like his first person who ever whoever like took care of him who's this little girl and then he goes and meets her like later on in life and she's like old and she, i don't know it's a weird it's a fucking weird movie man i got <laughs> sick and tired of watching it but i've watched it a thousand times uh bug's life sick and tired of watching bug's life fucking absolutely hated it rugrats in paris uh hated that fucking movie um so you got to the you point know, where you I, would rather watch hope floats than a bug's life yeah yeah do you understand how many times i watched it man I, okay, one of the movies that I, I ruined because I watched it too many times and it was my favorite movie, I literally ruined it. I warped the tape because I watched it so many times. Was Annie. Was the the 1990 remake of Annie. It was one of my... It's literally... It still is to this day. It's my favorite movie. I like can sing every song. Um, seeing Rooster changed my life. He changed... Like, he was Raul Julia's Rooster was literally... I was like, fuck, right? Like, holy shit. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it to you, but it it changed my entire life seeing it. I realized that like, oh, I, this is who I, this is me, this is me for the rest of my life. This is who I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I watched all of the the Ninja Turtles one and Ninja Turtles two. I like broke. I busted the tapes on those ones too because I watched it so many times. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. I ended up fucking burning the like burning a hole in the tape from watching it so many fucking times. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other movies. That I watched. Oh, all my Timmy the Tooth movies. Oh, yeah, I Timmy the Tooth. Over and over again. You're yeah. obsessed with teeth. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> that was my jam. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Any other like weird movies that I watched growing up, and it stuck with me. I hated Pocahontas. I watched it literally one time, and I was like, "Yep, we're never watching that again." <laughs> <laughs> never know anybody who really liked Pocahontas. I know lots of people who like Pocahontas. My mom was obsessed with it. And one time we were... Because my, my Aunt Nettie lived on the res out in... I think, like, um, somewhere out in the Central Valley. I don't know where. But she lived out on the res. And we used to go and visit her. And the voice of Pocahontas, like, came to, like, talk to do some kind of event. And my mom made me, like, she made me, like, I'm, I hated that movie, but my mom was too fucking embarrassed to go ask this woman to sign her copy of Pocahontas. So she made me go stand in line to ask this woman who I didn't care about and didn't know <laughs> to go get a signature and a photo with. And I did. And then my mom has it. And like, my mom like is obsessed, like with this heirloom. And she's like, yeah, I can't believe I stood in line all day for my like, mom. No, you didn't, dude. <laughs> like, I I stood in line. I fucking what the fuck are you talking about? You were like her Disney <laughs> says, adult cover story, to like. Yeah, literally. Which um, we need to bring that back because nowadays, Disney adults have no fucking shame, and they'll just they'll just go and they'll stand next to chil- literal children to get their copies of shit signed, and we need to bring that shame back where they where they had to have a kid in order to watch the movie in order to get. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we need that back. We need to bring that kind of, that shame back. I think that's in line with your uh, previous sort of ideas on, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, publicly ostracizing uh, or yeah. <laughs> shaming, ostracization. These are the, the you know, Wait, dealing I, with, I, with tool, with with conflict on a, on a local level before, without involving, you know, the apparatus of the state. Do you want to hear something wild and crazy? So even though I am 100% prison abolition, 
uh, I'm also 100%, well, I'm like 90% um, against the death penalty. But I think that my that last 10% that I would reserve the death penalty for is people who commit financial crimes. But, but and here's where, here's where it gets interesting. So, like, white-collar financial crimes, death penalty, automatic death penalty. But if you point out the next, if you point out who your co-conspirators are, they get the death penalty, but not you. Right. This is we're coming back to and the financial dark forest here. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. You understand that would essentially wipe out financial crimes instantly. You know, like no one would commit them because like, you know, the, the chance of one of you getting caught and then all of you getting executed is so much higher. Right. right? That's yeah, that's the that's the goal. What if you only <laughs> so. steal from a bunch of other rich people, though? Is that equally bad or well because the problem with that is that all rich people no rich people steals just from rich people all rich people steal from everyone else to get rich that's how they got rich in the first place there isn't one single guy who you know you know fucking lucked out and you know tripped backwards into a coke factory that was abandoned and (laughs) squatted it you know what i'm saying like (laughs) that's not how that works no one is no one is like, oh, no, where did this hedge fund come from? I guess I'll just manage it. <laughs> like, that's, that's not how it, that's working at all, right? People are just fucking, yeah. It's the most psychotic people on earth are the ones driven. The real, like, this is Shaggy being fucking right again, but, like, <laughs> I'm essentially trying to use my dark triad tendencies for good, all right? <laughs> I'm trying to, and I have them. I have lots of them. But I'm just trying to, like, be cool and normal about it and use them for good. You know what I'm saying? What are, what are those <laughs> again? Be, you got the, is it the narcissism? It's narcissism, psychopathy, and... Uh, Machiavellianism. Machiavellianism. I know yeah, what they are, the three. but just for the listeners who don't. <laughs> for the friends, for the our, our good friends who don't. Yeah, no, it's, it's... And I'm, like, I'm, like, a huge fan of Niccolo Machiavelli. I'm a massive fan of that guy. I love him. I love all of his work. I think he was right. I think loyalty is bad, and you should always be looking for the guy with a better deal. And that's how, that's, like, that's, in me, that is ultimately how society works. Is that, like, oh, this society doesn't work for me? I'm going to go to a better society that does work for me. Right? I would love, I would love an option in a million, million societies where I could be like, you know, these last five societies that I was part of, they didn't work out, but maybe this one will. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, I want more options. I want more societies that I can pick and choose from. That's what the homies is all like about. Is patchwork it. of them or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, but you know, like, big enough, but also small enough, so that way, like, <coughs> there's a there's a bunch of them that we can all choose. You know what I'm saying? What if you were to? I, s- I just I just wonder how I get called a reactionary, but I'm the one who's like, I don't know about like mob justice, kind of. A th- basically by you know moralistic um societies I don't have without morals, Shogs. I don't have it's still moralist it's still moralistic was I the one who called you, don't you have a to... reactionary no 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 fucking no, Marcos I call, does I call Shogs a reactionary all the time because <laughs> Shogs you are re- you're reacting to things that's you're reactionary by the by the fact that you're reacting I'm proactive I'm proactionary <laughs> all of Neo your reaction is all your your proactivity is like a reaction like ah me no like financial crimes 
Me kill them. Yeah, kill them all dead. It's very no, 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 no. It's very caveman. Listen, listen. And I'm, it's very, it's very primal, know. like the disintegration of of everybody into this primal ungabunga eye of the the <laughs> masses, wherein you become the ultimate, the ultimate thing, the the, the singular <laughs> unity that has to destroy the things that aren't up to your vibe standards. And like I just like you know maybe we should have some standards they're like this thing seems like a decent idea the universal i don't know about the good bad stuff just they just use a series of incentive systems and all. but you know that's the problem too. okay listen my i, I guess, like, say unleash techno capital and see what happens <coughs> all i want right like really like especially like with the the pro death penalty for the fucking financial crimes thing it's a bit it's a joke. i know i know it's a bit but yeah, but it's also, you know, I think it would be more interesting if there were more dire consequences, and those dire consequences, because dire consequences do lead to people fucking pointing the finger. You know what I'm saying? And that's what happens with like the Bernie Madoffs and the fucking Sam Bankman Freeds of our fucking time, is that they get away with, they they are the fall guys for much larger, bigger issues. Do you get what I'm saying? Because they're not willing to point the finger because they can take a couple you know, years or even a fucking life in prison. They can take that shit because they're getting paid. They're in a comfortable position for the rest of their lives because the powers that be, the people that they consp- conspired against and with, essentially uh, said, look, you're going to have to pay for this, but we'll make you comfortable. It would be a much different situation if this, if the system said, hey, all those people who are going to make you comfortable, they're going to watch you die unless you point the finger. You know what I'm saying? Like, then it changes the nature of the thing. Yeah. So really, like, yeah, you're right that I'm reactionary, but I'm I'm trying to react in a way that is a. It's I have the Roger Rabbit rule. You know about that, right? But you're just incentivizing I, snitching. Yeah, and you know how I feel about snitching. <laughs> like, you just know just punish them. Don't make them snitch. Roger, That's horrible. Roger Rabbit. Because everything we were, were in favor. People <laughs> should, if you're doing something naughty. You have the right, and honestly, you fucking should keep your mouth a little bit shut about being naughty. And we all want to get away with being naughty. And yeah. I don't. I want to. I don't. I don't want to take away other people's right to be naughty. I want to expand everybody's ability to be naughty. I'm not interested. <laughs> I guess I'm. I'm not interested in a punitive society of of where everybody's kept in line because they're afraid of the consequences. No, I, I don't. I don't believe in justice. I think that there's room for justice, but a justice-based society is just going to be just a bunch uh, of just, resentment that just just eats everybody alive, and then nobody gets their free well, health care that we were promised that we all signed up for, and we're well, too listen, busy doing all this other shit. You can't ask me specifically justice, like you know where justice would sit in a homiest regime, right? You can't ask me how that would work. And then not expect me to talk about justice because uh, largely at a larger, on a larger social bend, I don't think a lot of the stuff that we have now would even need to be necessary. I have no questions under a homie regime. I think I was I the one who asked you about it. Yeah, yeah I don't, no, I don't was, care about stuff. justice for the grandmas. I just want that guy to stop beating them <laughs> up. Listen, and I'm saying that like under a homie That's regime, uh, if a guy did beat up grandmas, it wouldn't be about. It would not. It would not be for the reason that he just liked seeing grandmas get beat it would be an actual we would figure out like why and then we would figure then but what if he's just like and we would have the and then if that's the case then we just know not to keep our grandmas around this guy you know what i'm saying like hey 
uh, granny party at my house, that guy is definitely not invited. So then it's our responsibility to make sure our grandmas are locked up because this maniac's running around? No, 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 it's not. Listen, this is what I mean by, like, I'm trying to say that... I expect you to solve all of the problems of society. I expect you to have... On this podcast, tonight. Tonight. On this one podcast, tonight. Listen, my platform is simple, okay? Political violence against my enemies, kickbacks for my friends. What part of that do you not understand? I like Roman's plan. <laughs> I I believe that we need to do a woke mob. All right, that's my thing. That's just want a woke mob, pal. That's all I want. I want to be in the mob. I want to be in the mafia, and it's the woke. Mob. I think that's a little bit of mob would be good if they actually did anything other than breaking storefronts. Like, no, what if we that's actually a, yeah. got a couple of these motherfuckers instead of just pissing off the guy at the bodega? That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I. That's the woke mob, man. We're woke now. We're doing. We're we're do, we're doing financial crimes now, but we're doing it for the left, right? <laughs> we're doing it and donating all that money to grandmas. That's that's what we're doing, man. Um, I am right? not. <laughs> I'm keeping now, a little my, bit of drugs, but stash. mostly grandmas. <laughs> no, I listen. I just think that ultimately, at the end of the day, they've had their time to make their money. <laughs> I don't think I'm. I don't think that I'm reactionary. I like to think of myself as kind of like I don't know uh, I'm not progressive either I don't want to be progressive that's the wrong word for me to, to use but I definitely think I'm moving in a direction that's it. <laughs> that's it's, what it is I'm moving in a direction I don't know what direction but I'm moving in one do you know what I'm saying and for me the, the goal is movement the goal is to continue moving to continue dismantling all the, the oppressive shit that not only I've experienced, but the shit that my friends and my family have experienced as well. And trying to dismantle that shit within myself and give a platform and capacity for other people to dismantle it. And like even this podcast, which is just a podcast where I can talk shit with my friends, uh, it's, a, it's a means to joke about the larger issues of society and, you know, poke and prod and figure things out and talk about the bounce house and the fucking cathedral and, and do all the stupid shit. Because it's important to be able to have some kind of levity here. Because the alternative is you end up just as Tim Pool, right? It's right like that. That's the alternative is is turning into Lex Friedman or Tim Pool, and you're talking about only thirteen percent. And you shut up, dude. Do you get what I'm saying? Like that. It, I don't pay attention to these insects. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know about the thirteen percent. The thirteen percenter guys. Oh. Oh man, that's always those are my favorite. That's my favorite uh, thing that they say. There's like four a, different. There's, there's several different groups of percenters that I'm supposed to know about now, and I don't know which ones which. I know the one percenters. Then there's like some military the three percenters, three percenters, percenters. the sixty nine percenters, the the fucking four twenty percenters. Four hundred and twenty. Thirteen percent. Thirteen percent talking points are guys essentially like scooting around racism, right? They're trying to. They're saying that. Despite black people only being thirteen percent of the population, oh, oh. John yeah, Trump yeah, stuff. yeah, 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 they're doing all that shit, right? And so I've FBI I've lumped them in and started, guys. yeah, I've started calling them the thirteen percenters, right? <laughs> like because that's what they're doing. They're like they're just essentially being racist with numbers. They're like, if if this is true, then why are my racism numbers correct? You know what I'm saying? Like the the racism numbers don't lie, right? Like that's essentially all they're doing. Lex Friedman's right? one of those guys. Yeah, Lex Friedman is one oh, of those man. guys. Yeah, dude, that's why I don't like Lex Friedman. I know that some some of 
some people in the group chat like him, and I just like you guys haven't gotten deep enough into the lore yet. He, I'm still on like 2018 big... Lex Friedman, so I'm a little. Nah, he's 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 deep into the 13 percent type shit. He really is. Um, yeah, he's he's a racist. I'm out of date with like... my podcast. Well, when I get to that part, I'll stop listening to him. <laughs> it's going to take a long time uh, though, because every episode is like three hours of... long. A lot of the uh, Silicon Valley guys are that way. Like, unironically, a lot of them are that way. They're just mad. They're... He's racist in a way that, like, is presentable to the... Uh, you guys started me saying this, and now it's going to happen fucking forever now. But the, like, liberal democracy or liberal media, the, like, democracy machine. Right? Failing like... New York Times. <laughs> yeah, the failing New York. But essentially, like, he he is like a poster boy for a lot of it because he is essentially like speaking to Silicon Valley adjacent people and and talking about the future and talking about tech and stuff but he is pushing a platform that is essentially like you know maintaining the status quo right he's not really trying and all of them are like the that's Man, we should gotta we gotta just call Fred. Who's, who's got Fred's number? Call, put him on speed dial. I gotta <laughs> no. get going here in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, can... Fred is the guy. Fred's the guy to talk to about. We should get him on. But yeah, you should. Fred is the guy to talk to about. Bring me Fred. Because Fred, <laughs> Bring him. because Fred is Fred is good at talking about evil nerds and delving a little bit deeper into their fucking psyche. Because ultimately, all they want is status quo, but where they're on top. Right, <clears throat> because their whole lives they've been victimized by not being strong enough, not being smart enough, not being a lot of things, and then now that they're in like a in a society where their whiteness or their identitarianism is no longer a flavor of the month or the best flavor you could be, uh, it is a direct threat against them. So they want some kind of like. You know, but what if we had the power? You know what I'm saying? And like, damn, they had the power their whole lives. They've they've always had power. They had the access to do all the things that they that they've done and study all the things that they've studied. So what do you, what do you think you're gonna call this one? Oh, this one wasn't it. All my homies uh, are child abusers. <laughs> God, why do I have to be on that episode? <laughs> Featuring robots. <laughs> No, no, it won't be called that. I'll figure it out. I, I always, I always listen to the entire pod, and then the the phrase that jumps out to me the most is the one. That's that cool. Yeah. You get the whole but, gestalt of the yeah the episode. That's what I try to do in every episode. All my homies, um, low opportunity prisoners. That's that's actually no. All my homies, lops is not the is not <laughs> not the win you think it is. Uh, all my homies, all my, cool all my homies. Yeah, all my homies, the cool Epsteins. <laughs> all my homies on Epstein Peninsula. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all my homies, grandmas. Um, Jesus All my Christ. homies, protect their uh, grandmas. Yeah, all my homies. Actually, that's a great one right there. That that might be it right there. <laughs> uh, all my homies, reactionary, featuring robots. <laughs> oh my all my God. homies misunderstand uh, dark forest theory. Yeah. <laughs> All my homies have no idea what's going on. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I got, I got to get out of here. All right, well, all right, it's your you boy. Follow me. Follow him. Yeah. Follow me follow on Sean's. the internet. Please don't follow me. Yeah. Just leave Send me alone. Send me Bitcoin. 
follow me at Ain't a Show. Uh, Shout out to send the collective. Me Bitcoin, money, whatever. <laughs> send Bitcoin. Right. I'm trying to prove a point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you like this episode, we also do uh, Patreon only episodes. For <laughs> we also do Patreon episodes at the Homie Slash Collective. Uh, all that money goes to Ivy, and she really needs it. And uh, we appreciate any and all money. Thank you, homies. Bye. Oh, that was.